This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I am Cheney Crab. I am Naveen Copperweiss. If you would like to buy merch from our band Entheos, then hit the Entheos merch store at www.entheos, E-N-T-H-E-O-S, store, S-T-O-R-E, dot com. Uh, we're throwing, we have a bunch of stuff that just came uh, out of tour retirement, meaning that we took designs on tour and now they're back online. We have a new design up. So go and check it out. Um, we have some classics. We have too. some classics that there's a drip tee that has finally been restocked. It's yeah. probably my favorite uh, Entheos here, shirt. I'll bust that out here. Oh, Naveen, Naveen's got it. Going to bust it out. <clears throat> but if you would like to buy Copper Crab merch, you can buy that at coppercrab.bigcartel.com. That is the podcast that you're listening to right now. That is Copper Crab. Uh, it's made up of, it's comprised of Naveen's last name and my last name. Harrison, there we go. Harrison just took off, so I'm, I'm having to show the shirt off. This is the drip shirt. Yeah, I love and that And it's shirt. Uh, one of our top selling shirts. So if you want to And they're to now restocked in the store. They're restocked, dude. Um, also, let's see, what else do we have going on? Uh, oh yeah, if you want to come and ca- you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7.30 Central Standard Time. Usually we're about 15 minutes late because we have technical difficulties, <laughs> but if you love us enough, you'll stick around to hang out. And that's at twitch.tv slash coppercrab. Yeah, and over there we, uh, we have a little pre-show hangout when we also uh, have a post-show. We do. You can get your pre and post shows. In and the we'll pre-show. play music. Like, what are we listening to? We'll interact a little more with the uh, the audience. Yeah, we're we're more interactive when the podcast <laughs> is going on. We ignore the chat. Well, you know what? A couple of years ago, someone asked us at a show, and this was before we did Twitch. They were like, do you ever like want, you know, we are learning so much about you on the podcast. Do you ever like want to know more about the fans, about the people who are listening to your podcast? And I don't know that I'd ever actually thought about it before that because I didn't think of our podcast as being like an interactive thing. But ever ever since we've switched over to the Twitch format, I love doing it. I love that the podcast has become interactive and kind of like a a hangout. Yeah. As, me- as much as we can do it, sometimes we just shoot it not on Twitch be- because it's circumstantial. Like right. we can't, you know, and as we start doing more interviews this year, we'll not always be able to do it on Tuesday night. But uh, right. I actually really love it. And when we do the podcast not live on Twitch, I miss doing it. I agree. And, so. I, and, and the thing that I miss about it is is actually hanging out with all the all the golden lobsters. Yeah. So there's been what is it maybe two points where we stopped doing the podcast for a few months. The first time that we stopped doing the podcast, there have been a few points. The first time that we did it was maybe 7 months in and I was certain that we would never do the podcast yep. again. And we honestly started doing it again because so many people were asking us to do it. Yeah. So I really f- I feel like uh I guess sometimes we feel uh, like we're just sitting here shooting the shit and being stupid and it just, it seems like there's no point, but I think every once in a while we do slip in some nuggets of wisdom and that does help people. We should have a humble brag uh, 
button. Yeah, humble brag. <laughs> but I, I have an I'm idea for an kidding. episode that we're going to do, though. What's the idea? It's going to be the dark side. The dark of, side the of dark metal. The dark side of the music industry. It's because we've been watching so many episodes of the dark side of comedy yeah. that yeah. now we're inspired. Yeah, I'm inspired to do the dark side because I feel like Chaney and I were usually really positive and we always try to lift people up and keep them on the right track. Yeah. But there's a whole other side to this. Well, I mean, the truth is that I guess we're not doing that episode right now, but the truth is yeah, that metal or just playing music, being a musician and chasing this life in general can be really hard and really dark. Yeah. And people say things to you that you don't like it's, there's just all kinds of crazy stuff that happens yeah. on, on the money side, on the working with band members side, on actually touring because touring is a whole different monster than making music at yeah. home by yourself. There are just a lot of things like not every single thing about working in the music industry is a net is is a positive, but I do feel like there is a net positive to working on it. Yeah, the net positive comes into play when you get to do all the cool stuff. Yeah. When you're in Europe looking at a castle. Mm -hmm. Like, this is amazing. This is why I do this. But pretty much the rest of the time, it just sucks. Or when people, when people are talking to you about <laughs> the fact that you've changed one part, something about what you did has, like, altered their reality. That's the cool, that really to me is the cool part and yeah. all the people that you meet and the travel. So there are a ton of good sides. I won't say that, that seeing castles is the only cool part. Yeah. I mean, that's of totally course. Not true. And, and when I, I feel like we're usually pretty positive on the podcast because when we get on here, we're hanging out with the golden lobsters. This is one of the, the benefits. Totally. This is one of the coolest things that we get to well do. this is like honestly doing this podcast and talking to people on twitch is kind of like when you're at a show and at the merch table and talking to people about you know they're stoked they're stoked to be at a show so this has that same effect but that is maybe that's six hours of our day yeah. and then playing a show is usually like 45 minutes of our day and the rest of the day we're like traveling in a van traveling with in a van. hell of I mean, with a ton of other people and we were just talking about this on tour. The first uh, U.S. tour that I, like full U.S. pro tour that I ever did was with animals doing merch with animals as leaders. And you were on the tour as well. And in our van, because we were touring in a van, there were nine people touring in that van. So there were some nights where Naveen and I would have to sleep like on a bench, on a bench together, like on top of each other yeah. and in the middle of the summer. It was like a July, <laughs> August tour. But that's the kind of shit that you... Stuff we should bleep that out. <laughs> Remember when I used to talk about my grandma hearing me on the podcast? What and we swear all the time. I, cuss? I know I'm just program. kidding, but that's the kind of stuff that you deal with to yeah. get the good parts of touring. I would say that's not the part that I don't like. I'm down to slum it, I'm down to rough it. Mm -hmm. What sucks is no one else is doing that. So the venue who's getting paid, oh, yeah, they're going mm -hmm. to their sweet, comfy bed, you know. The, and when the venue wants to take a, a big merch cut from you because you've had a great merch night, yeah, you know they didn't do all that hard stuff. Oh, so um, I yeah. am down to do whatever it takes, which I have done my whole adult life. Yeah, but what really upsets me is just the basic injustice one after the other. Yeah, that bands have to go through. I, They're the last people to get paid. They're the last people to get 
anything, you know, any monetarily speaking to get anything. Yeah. And they have to be the last ones in line. I mean, this is a story about, I guess we're just talking about this on this episode, which is fun. Let's just dark side it right now. Fuck it, let's go. I was just thinking (laughs) what you were just talking about with promoters uh, sleeping in a comfortable bed. every. uh, I can't remember if this guy was a promoter. I think he was just a guy who worked at a venue, but he was giving us a really, really hard time about where to put our merch tables because that's the kind of stuff you have to put up with. This is the type of stuff I'm talking about. Yeah, so he was giving us a really hard time about where to put our merch tables and then later he realized that he recognized me from somewhere so he was like ultra going back on it, like trying to make friends with me. And then he was talking, he was like, Oh, I'm so sorry that I did that. I didn't get really good sleep last night. Like, you know, it's been a rough day for me. And we were like, dude. Okay. Yeah. And I yelled at him. Yes. I was like, I lost it. I lost my cool. Well, because it's, I was like, dude, you just slept in a fucking bed last night. Like I have been living in a van for like three weeks. Yeah. Like, like I said, I'm fine to do that, but I think the things that are in, in just, in my opinion, mm-hmm. become so magnified because yeah. of the fact that I'm living at such a low level. Yeah, but I think that that could be taken like just with with that person in particular, the way that he was acting that day. I think that could you could um, take that into any situation, like just in treating other people. Like you don't 100%. know what any person is going through yeah. at all, ever. 100%. So giving them a hard time because you had a really bad day the night before. I get it. I've totally, I've been there, but that doesn't make it right. That doesn't make, that's not a good excuse to treat people like crap when we're all just trying to do our job out here. We're all just trying to like, you know, especially on tour because tour is such this regimented thing where dude, it's hard. It is very hard to not get sleep. Sometimes if you're in a hotel room, you're sleeping in a bed with another person, which for you and I, that's fine. But most dudes are like, or whoever is out there touring, they're sleeping in a bed with someone they're not in a relationship with, you know, and they're like keeping their own side and you just get crappy sleep. And there are all of these things that go along with it. So to, to like face something like that when you get to a venue, when you're just trying to move along with your day, it's like, exactly. it's not a fun thing and to deal with. We, so I, I'd say the top things that really annoy me are the monetary injustice. And then also once we're on tour for five days, everyone on, on the tour is in sync. We know oh, yeah. exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. Nobody's out of line. Everybody's, we know exactly when to load in. We know where to put our stuff. I believe that most people on tour, they get it. They have the, uh, just like there's a schedule. It's not even really a, a spoken schedule. Yeah. It's just, for, for example, uh, if I'm the opening band, I'm going to put my drums in the worst place. It's going to go headliners on stage, direct support gets the second best spot, third band they get the third best and then me i go over here and i feel like everybody knows that and then it's the same with the merch there's sort of an unspoken thing the headlining band goes here the direct support band goes right next to them usually there's only enough room for two bands and then the other bands have to find somewhere else to go and and what really annoys me 
is when venue people are trying to, they're getting in the way. They're getting in our way. Like we know what to do. We know that we're not going to block the exit. We know how to make it work. Right. And then this stuff really affects us in a major way. If one band has to go set up somewhere random, it's going to completely change the sales for that night. Oh yeah. And that changes what we make. We, you know, we, what we make the guarantee that we get is it just covers some of the costs. You know, we really live off the merch. Yeah. So when the, when the venue steps in and they don't realize that, you know, like, Oh, one of you guys can just go set up over there by, you know, on the other side of the bar. It's like, no dude, like we have to be together. Well, and, I, and, I, and I, I get emotional about it. I shouldn't, but I just do. Well, on top of that, it's becoming less of a thing because it's, uh, there's such an outrage about yeah. it, but there are still venues who count us in count our merch in count our merch out take merch cuts from us and when they are taking merch cuts from us they're not taking into account how much we pay for merch yeah, so they're insane. actually taking a percentage of what is that net sorry i always get net and gross so the total amount of money that we make not including cost that would be gross okay so they only take into account gross yeah. gross so they don't take into account we pay someone to sell it Right, we pay we someone to sell pay it. pay for the merch. Mm-hmm. We pay for gas to get to every show. I mean, it's like, if you if you sit down and crunch the numbers, you'll just not want to be in a band. And that's why nobody's in a band. And that's also, that that is why it, like for so many bands, they like people in very big bands still have jobs yeah. outside of touring because it's hard to... Yeah. It is really hard to have a sustainable mm-hmm. income uh, being in a band in bands that do really well in merch because like Naveen said, there are so many things that you have to pay for on the way. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. a, a nightly guarantee, like nightly guarantees are, they cover a certain amount of things, but you know, the bigger that your band gets, it just depends on your guarantee. You have to, you hire a lighting person, you hire a exactly. sound person, you hire merch, you, you know. So being it's in a, like we want to treat them well. We understand that they're not invested in the band the same way that we are. 100%. So we're going to pay them. Uh, I mean, a lot, sometimes more than what we get paid. Yeah. But with and all, I'm okay with that. That doesn't, that doesn't really bug me. You know, what bugs me is like I said, the venue thing with all of this being said about venues though, I don't, I have seen people online uh, saying that that deters them from buying merch at a venue. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let don't, that. De- yeah, that's don't, not. That's yeah. not what we're saying. Like, we do need to yeah, sell yeah. merch every night, and no matter what, you're helping the band. If you're buying directly from us, whether it be in person or on the internet, you're yeah. benefiting a band. And so many venues have stopped taking merch cuts because, yeah. like I said, last it's year becoming more rare. Last year, Live Nation had this awesome. Uh, they made the announcement that they're they stopped taking merch cuts. And for those of you who don't know, Live Nation is the biggest concert promoter in the United States. So they It's like House of Blues, that term. Yeah. Of thing, they they take the big you know, they take big shows. A lot of metal goes through those venues. Now we played a venue uh in October that was a Live Nation venue. And so Live Nation stopped taking merch cuts, which they were notoriously taking I think they took like fifteen or twenty percent a night. So, and yes, merch cuts are that high, 15, 20%. It's, it's on soft 
or it's on soft goods, yeah, which so means it's on it's like not shirts, the CDs, and the vinyl. Which is, I mean, come on, it's a fraction. But shirts of, are yeah. primarily what bands sell. Um, so it's on soft goods. Anyway, they announced that they would stop taking merch cuts, which was great because they take big merch cuts. And they did this awesome on the road program. I think it's a Willie Nelson on the road program. And we can vouch that this actually did happen. Yeah, this was amazing. This was like one of the coolest things that's ever happened in music. Yeah. So they were giving every band, if you played a Live Nation venue, I think it was for the last three months of last year. I don't know how long it goes. But uh, so every band got a $750 a gas gift card to Shell gas stations and 700... Which we were still using on the way to the White Chapel shows. Or the Lorna Shore shows. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Lorna Shore shows. My the bad. Lorna Shore Christmas shows. And uh, they also would give you $750 in cash. So yeah. that's on top of your guarantee, on top of the merch sales. And that, to a band like ours, to any band, a, an extra $1,500 on, your, on top massive. of your guarantee... Yeah, is insane and helps so much. So I think that was fantastic that they did that. And I think that when that happened, a lot of venues started opening their eyes like, okay, yeah. this is actually, it's probably not working out because bands are going to keep speaking out about us. Yeah, and about. I think there's more, I mean, more and more people are becoming aware of this thing. And uh, so I think it just makes the venues look greedy, which it is. Mm -hmm. It just is greedy. I mean, they can sell drinks. They can sell... Like, sometimes venues sell their own merch, right? Yeah. I'm not hitting them up for a percentage of their merch. I mean, yeah, sell your own merch, sell your own drinks, sell the tickets to the show. That's the point. And I don't I don't think it'll be a thing for that much longer. Yeah, I don't in really In my opinion. Either. And then, I, I mean, I also want to say, like, we're, a band, we're of some of the bands that can actually make it work. You know, like we sell enough merch and we get enough money in a guarantee to keep on going. Yeah. And, but I just, um, it's very hard to get hard out of that me. though. <clears throat> it's hard to become a band that does that because there are a lot of bands who like they're touring and their guarantee and their merch sales are not. Yeah, I know. You know it's really hard to become <laughs> that. And Naveen and I will like Marvel all the time. We've got to be, that has to be like a, only 15 or 10% of bands who are out, who exist in the world have the opportunity to get to that point yeah, totally. where they're the amount of money that they're making covers their expenses. Yeah, totally. And I think about that. I think about that a lot. And I think about all the frustrating things that exist with being in a band on the business side. And, it makes sense. I'm like, this is why people aren't in bands because they can't deal with this shit. Well, of course, that's why. I mean, over Straight the up. years, as I've <laughs> seen people get out of playing in a band, it's usually because they get a job at home where they make enough money to have a comfortable to, life. to have a comfortable life before the band gets to the point that it can provide the comfortable life for them. Yeah. You know, it's a it takes a lot to get over that hump and it is not for everyone. And it's really, really hard. And honestly, sometimes I think like we're crazy for, for pushing, you know, it's, it's crazy to push through yeah. a lot of the things that you have to push through in order to become a band that does that. Yeah. And I think for Chaney and I personally, like we just, there's always, even when I get, when I feel down about it, you know, I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to say that I'm always bitter, embittered about being in a band. That's not how it is. However, it's there's two sides of the coin. You know, there's the one side. I absolutely love being in a band. I've dedicated my whole life to it. I don't have anything else going for me. I have to do it. <clears throat> and I love doing it. I love making music. I love playing shows. I, I love my number one favorite thing is meeting all the people that I've met and interacting yeah. with people and having a community that we have. Like we have a community that is so important to me. So those are the things that I absolutely love about it. And then it, it, it outweighs the what I perceive as to be injustice. But sometimes I feel really low about it. And then, yeah, like I said, the thing that gets me through it is, well, there's enough evidence for me to keep going. You know, because it's a net positive, like yeah. what you were saying. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it is a net positive, but it's just sometimes... Uh, being in a band is swallowing your pride. That's oh yeah. That is what being it, being in a band is. There are a lot you of you have to do that. To being in a band, it's it's never going to happen that there are not hurdles that you have to jump over in order to make things work. Like mm -hmm. at every, you know, there's always like a decision that has to be made and you're like, is this gonna, you know, what's there? They're constant decisions. There are hard decisions that you make. Uh, you members come and go of your band. It's, it's hard to keep a band together. Yeah. Aside from the monetary aspect. Exactly. Of yeah. It. I mean, every aspect is hard. It's totally. hard to keep four, four or five people together. Mm -hmm. It's hard to have enough money to keep going. It's hard to, get anyone to notice you. Yeah. It's hard for, you know, to get the label and fans to, to want to listen to you. Yeah. To break into the scene or whatever. I mean, the whole thing is, I call it impossible. Totally. I call it impossible, but you know what, man? Fuck it. It's pretty damn close to impossible, but I think <laughs> that there are a lot of us who are driven by it. And it is, it is the, the, the th cool things that can happen are so absolutely sweet. And yeah, so many things that I've um, been lucky enough to experience are things that if I could go back in time and tell my 16-year-old self. I wouldn't take it back for anything. I mean, I would freak out and, you know, wouldn't take any of it back. All, all of my friends, anyone who's not a family member of mine, I've met through music. 100%. Because 100%. of music. So, and, you know, I moved to California because of music in Nashville. Yeah. We and met because of music. We met because of music. Yeah. So... There's so many amazing things about it, but to paint a picture as if it's not hard, then I don't, I don't want people out there listening to think that it's all like butterflies yeah. and rainbows and give up at the immediate sight of something being hard because we are all dealing with a like the stuff that people post on Instagram. Usually people aren't talking about the hard shit. And yeah. even if they are, they're not talking about, they're not showing every hard thing that happens so yeah. just know that every band every person in the music industry is there's conflicting dude thoughts going on even if it appears like, should i be doing this and i and i guarantee you that runs through every fucking band you can think of yeah and if anything appears to be like an overnight success i can assure you that it was not it's not People, you get told no a million times before you get told yes. Yeah. 
So just know that, just know that if you're, and this goes for anything in life, anything that you are pursuing, uh, working on, it's going to be really hard before it gets really, really easy. Yeah. That's what, that's what we used to say kind of when we started the band, it was like, it's impossibly hard until it's impossibly easy. Yep. But uh, I mean, I think another point worth bringing up is what isn't like that. I mean, if you're a waiter at a restaurant. You're going to have to deal with people that suck. And, you know, there's all sorts of, I mean, that the world is just like that. Yeah. I mean, even somebody was bringing up how I used to install custom draperies. And it's the same thing. I can't, like, just, some, if someone's annoying me at work installing draperies, right, I can't just, like, go off on them, let them know how, exactly how I feel. Yeah. I have to, like, you know, swallow my fucking pride, hold my tongue. So it's just kind of like when you're in business, that's what you have to do. <clears throat> I think that's just life in yeah, general. that's life. Like, you have to persevere, and in order to make it to where you want to go, you're just going to have to swallow your pride sometimes, man. Totally. That's And that's what's up. That's true. And you, you figure out ways to make it work along the way. And yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. It's about being, for me personally, yeah, like having the ingenuity to how are we going to make it through this. And then another thing that I think about, is I'm I'm if I'm feeling down, I'm feeling like I want to give up. I'm just like, you know what, dude? This is the point where it matters. It doesn't matter when you're feeling great. It's easy to do a band or anything when it's when it's awesome, right? Oh yeah, that's not hard. That's completely easy. When we're all backstage having a good time, getting drunk and stuff, that's that's the easy part. What really matters is when you're not doing that and you're whatever broke and on a long drive and praying that your van doesn't get a flat tire because you're screwed mm-hmm. on the way to the show so that's when it really counts and that that's what i think of and i think i just kind of wanted to bring all that stuff up because i don't think we talk about the, the the negatives very often on here that's very true with all that being said though i want to say a positive i wouldn't <laughs> There's nothing in life that I'd rather be doing. I And I'm so grateful 100%. that I'm able to do this, that we're able to do this. And a lot of it is because of all of you out there listening. Yeah. Like, 100%. There's nothing else I'd rather, do it, I'd rather be doing. So thank you for helping to enable us to live out our dream. Because it is like every day I think about how crazy all of these things are. Like, dude... We just put out, last year we put out a, a record on Metal Blade. Yep. That's insane to me. When I was listening to the Black Dahlia Murder and Whitechapel and all of those bands in like the, the late aughts, there's no fucking way I could have ever dreamed. Like that just seems like such a faraway dream yep. to me. So there are so many things that I feel lucky to be doing. Yeah, and or s- people care. People yeah. care. People caring. About stuff you do. Yeah. And that's the main part that's amazing absolutely which brings us to another point and like out here we know a lot of people through music all of them and on christmas day like cheney cheney's family and my family they don't live in nashville they live far away so we don't have family here and christmas day the night before christmas we just texted a bunch of people hey do you guys want to meet up tomorrow at a bar it was the night before christmas and what 20 people came through 
Yeah, it was awesome. It was freaking sick. I was like, this is the freaking, this is the cool part. We got like some of our comedy friends. I can't remember if we said this on the podcast or not. We said it before, (laughs) but we got some of our comedy in Nashville because we're starting to make comedy friends in Nashville, which is awesome. And we want to have them on the podcast because it'd be awesome. Like, so we had some of them and, and a bunch of our music friends on, on and like, we have so many like best friends who have moved to Nashville well, Since even the comedy people here? that we know, we met them at a metal show because yes, we went to a metal show. We went to see The Last of Lucy, who you guys yeah. should check out if you haven't. They're California band. At like a small dive here. Yeah. And it turned out that after the show, it was an early show, they were doing a comedy. Uh, it was like an night. amateur com- yeah. uh, like comedy thing where and people signed up to get on the... Chaney is a huge comedy fan. True. Right? Is that how you would describe it? I would describe myself as a huge comedy podcast fan. You're a comedy nerd. I, but here's the thing about me is that I'm kind of like an inside baseball type person. Like I like knowing how the sausage is made more than I like the sausage, you know? Yeah. I like, I like hearing about. That's true. No, that's it's true, true because yeah, it's true. I'm, I'm really into, you know, business and because it goes along with metal the behind the scenes stuff of playing metal like so i want to know how it works yeah i want to know how stuff works so i'm really into podcasts that are comedy based because they're hilarious and i get to find out how things work yeah so because of that but you were talking to the guy and he was he told us he was on thomas, Kill Tony. Friend thomas yeah and we were like I, I recognized him yeah and so <laughs> he we lives just here. watched the kill tony <laughs> yeah. episode he was on yeah we lit uh he lives here and he actually came and hung out on Christmas night. Yeah. And we were talking to him like, hey, you should do, do our podcast. So yeah. we are. He should do it. They should both do it. Him and his friend. Yeah. We're definitely going to do that. They all also have a podcast. Um, well, everyone has one, a podcast. So. Yeah. Everyone has a podcast. <laughs> Especially comedians all have podcasts, yeah, which yeah. is really smart because how else to get your, to get comedy across. Uh, so yeah, Nashville's super rad. We love it yeah. here. And having that Christmas party was awesome. Yeah, it was really, really fun. We also, so that was right after. We should do it we, again next year, by the way. That was right after we got back. We did uh, Lorna Shore's Christmas shows this year. There are three shows. Uh, the first one was in Wooster, which, all right, love Denver, love a lot of cities in the U.S., but we have never played a show at the Wooster Palladium that wasn't like the sickest yeah, fucking show ever insane. of all time. It was so good. So the Lorna Shore show was there and it was awesome. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. It was really, really fun. It was really fun. We played a couple of new songs. And uh, yeah, so that was the, um, I remember saying to the band before we went on stage, I was like, all right, we get to do the cool part now. Yeah. <laughs> this is the, this is the part that's sick. Totally. And yeah, all three of those shows were really, I mean, I don't even know fun is how, how I describe it. They were just crazy. Yeah, just crazy. Uh, My dad and his wife made it out to a few shows. Yeah. I think they were all three sold out. Like there were, I think the smallest show was 1800 people, which is insane. Yeah. So it just really felt like a. Good for them, man. That's yeah, so awesome. I them. can't believe how it's so awesome. I feel like they've been able to. It's so cool to me when a metal band gets that big, but Lorna Shore doesn't have any singing in any of their songs. Like it's we're talking like the most crazy metal vocal metal riff blast beating 
doubles crazy shit that a normal person who's never heard metal before would be like this is what is what this, is this? Yeah. so it's so ins- it's so insane and amazing to me that they've been able to kind of like bridge the gap between mainstream stuff and and deep underground metal and they bring out sick metal bands with them currents was awesome it was great playing with Rivers of Nile. We haven't played with them since I think their headliner in 2018. We got a pa- we got a tour with them again. By the yeah, way. we have to tour with them again. We were we they were, were bro- awesome. we were broing down and we were like, gosh, we got a fucking tour again. Yeah. Let's go. Come on. And then uh Varials was awesome. So it was it was just cool to be on a tour like every band is like killing it. So it was so awesome to see every single band. Uh and Lorna Shore uh and there was a sick like Christmas stage set up. That was awesome, and those were three. Everything about it was just super fun. It was just fantastic. Great. It was a great way to end the year. Yeah, and then 100%. we and really nice guys too. By the way, I, I want to mention that. Yeah, they're awesome guys. Not no rock star energy, just really cool. No, dudes. sometimes you tour with people who you just never even meet them until the yeah. last day. You know, Very it's just down it, to earth. it's great, different. Nice different guys. headliners are different. They yeah. were so fun. So awesome. So that was great. And then we came home and we, the guys were here with us for an extra day in Nashville for the first time ever. So we got to take them downtown and show them Broadway. Yeah. We went and, uh, we went to this, what are they, what are they called when they have games here? An adult arcade. Yeah. An adult arcade. Barcade. A barcade. There we, we go. We went to a barcade. It was actually Christmas Eve, right? Yes. Yeah. Went to a barcade and there was like no one there. It was it was really fun. Oh, dude, it was so fun. And we played a. Brian really excelled at that. Yeah, we played a lot of skee ball, and Brian really excelled at the. What's the name of that? It's game? called like cold beer. Yeah. What a random <laughs> name! It's the best game ever made. Yeah, it's uh, so it's, sick. You know, I so really I, okay. So at um, Harris and I d- discovered cold beer, ice cold beer. I think that's what it's called. It, yeah. We discovered it at the pinball place, but it was it was not working there. Yeah, but, it was working. No, I mean when we went. Oh, okay. And then uh, we went. They have it at Updown. Ah. But yeah, it's a really hard game, and it looks like it's from like I don't know what would you say like eighties. Yeah, I would say 70s, the fucking thirties. Yeah. I was thinking the thirties <laughs> or the twenties. It's, it's a, a mechanical game, so there's like a tilting bar, and you can control either side of it, and then it drops a ball, like a pinball out. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of holes in a board. And you have to get it in number one. And then after you get number one, you have to try to get it in number two. But you're trying to not get it in all the other holes. And it is really hard. I really How w- far did your brother get on it? Uh, five, I think. He got to five? five? I think okay. Brian got to four. Yeah, Brian got to four. I really I, like, I prefer mechanical <laughs> games. I've come to realize yeah, that about too, myself. Like, I like pinball and... Uh, ski ball. Ski ball. And, and I like the basketball. The... Basketball. the the electronic games aren't as much my thing. It's just kind of like, yeah, it's, yeah, I like shooting games, but duck hunt and you whatever what, else. But. Yeah. What, in Santa Cruz, they had a shooting game, Buck but it, it, was, it was mechanical. Oh, it was like, that's fun. You shot a thing and it didn't actually shoot a, a, a bullet out, but it, it had like a, uh, what is it? Like an infrared thing. Oh yeah. So when you shot the target, it would like fall down. I love that. Yeah, yeah, I, I like, need something I like that. to happen that's yeah. like in the real world. Tactical, uh, is that what it's called? Ha- tactical feet? No, there's something. Uh, uh, there's a word for it. I'll be right back. 
It's like I shall be is right. Is it tactical back. feedback or is it haptic? Haptic feedback. There you go. Haptics. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. All right. Well, Cheney's gone. I have to hold it down in here. You just stream her empty seat. For the yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like on Wayne's World when Wayne leaves. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I guess we kind of did impromptu do the dark episode a little bit. Yeah. But maybe maybe we'll touch on that some more. I mean, it's it, it's a reality. You know, it's a reality. And I don't mean to make it sound like I'm complaining. It's just, uh, I just want people to know that shit's real out here, man. Yeah, other people aren't talking about it. Yeah, they're not. I mean, sometimes they do, but yeah, they're not for the most part. But yeah, I would say for the most part, it's fun. But yeah, there's just little things that are hard hard to deal with. And I'm sure everybody deals with that in their life, no matter what. If you're in a band or working any job there's just yeah i think that's really what it's what what i'm trying to say when you make something into your job i'm gonna do this professionally it's it's a whole nother ball game you're 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 gonna have to do it when you don't want to you're gonna have to do a ton of crap that that really sucks and i'm not good at that I'm not really good at doing stuff I don't want to do. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm like, uh, like I'm way into hobbies. So like 99% of the time, I'd rather just do a random hobby than anything I'm supposed to do. That's why I wasn't good at school. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm not really good at doing stuff that I don't want to do. What What don't you want to do? Just anything. Oh. Like the, 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 the parts of a band that you don't want to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, a, a job. I like doing a lot school. of that stuff. I mean, I just. I think uh, that the only parts of it being in it. I think you just like the writing music part. I love that part. Yeah, that's your favorite part. I like playing shows, too. Yeah, shows are probably my favorite part. I love writing music. It's amazing. I would say it goes either writing music or hanging out. Is Those are tied. Yeah. And then. I mean, when I mean when I say hanging out, I mean meeting, hey, Mondong, meeting cool people, like making relationships. The that and the writing of the music those are tied, mm-hmm. and then playing shows after that. Yeah, you know, I don't really. I like playing shows, and I like people, you know, watching me play and stuff. But I, I'm not the type of person who like I need need I thrive off of that that type of stuff. You know? Yeah, I. I I like it. It's great. Don't get me wrong. You hate doing the business. The business side, side, I absolutely hate it. That's where we compliment each other because I really enjoy doing a lot of the business aspects of it. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just something, you know, I've always been the person like I was the person in my first couple bands, like burning every CD and writing the track listing. That's, you know, well, that's how long I've been in bands. Successful bands need a person like you in the band. Yeah, I guess you uh, you know it uh, helps to have someone who's interested in all of that stuff. So gotta have it. Gotta have it. I think we comp we really complement each other well on that. But I do yeah. also love doing the art part of it. That's of course. you know that's why I do it in the first place. But luckily, a lot of my interests have been able to like coalesce in a band. Yeah, and I, and me too. I try to I try to adapt any sort of hobby I have into the band. Yeah, yeah. There are so many things that you can get into within being in a band, like videography, or you know, you can kind of incorporate. If you're creative, you can figure out a way to incorporate every single thing that you enjoy yeah. doing into being in a band because it's such, it's like a, it's a multifaceted art. Yeah, 
project for real. I, I mean, and, and it's a lifestyle. So yeah, I think about that too. Let's say you're into tools and working on shit. Well, build the fucking vent. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, for me, I yeah. try to I try to incorporate all the stuff that I'm into into being in the band. It just so turns out that it's usually not the business component. That's true. You know, I'm the guy out there who is. I like turning screws. That's what I call it. Yeah. And like turning screws. I, there are a lot of things like that I don't like doing. I'm not going to rebuild the van. I'll think about it and how cool it would be to have it happen, but <laughs> I need so, I need a person to like make it yeah. fucking happen for 100%. me. And I don't, I'm not like the tech side of music. I'm totally not interested in it whatsoever. Like I, I know enough to track myself in Cubase and stuff like that, but I just don't, it's not a part of what I enjoy doing, yeah. like learning to record and I'm never going to be an engineer. It's not something I want to do. I'm never going to be the person tra- like in any way. So that's we also compliment each other. Fi- you got to go find someone who does all the shit that you don't want to do. Exactly. That's why every video that I ever post to Instagram, you just know it. that Naveen is the one I behind the camera making all that shit happen. And Mixing my vocals and doing all of that stuff because I don't have the attention span to do it. But I love doing the thing. I'm just more of a, I don't know, analog type person. I don't, I mean, I do like editing videos. That is something I like doing, but. I love all that stuff. That yeah. stuff is my, that's my shit. But just know there's a place for stuff. every type of creative mind in a band. 100%. Because not, everyone doesn't even have to be in, as involved as Naveen and I are. Some guys just write riffs. Yeah. Some guys don't, some guys write riffs and they don't know shit about a cab or an amp. They don't know anything. I, well, I want to be one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> so there's room for everyone. There are varying degrees of involvement that you have to, that you have to figure out being in a band. I think that's the point of having a band. All right. Let's uh, take some of those questions. Uh, how long have we, have we been yapping away here? Uh, Ranting. 40 minutes. Oh, Damn, nice. really? Holy shit. I, so, I said I, I said before we started, I said, I want this to be a good episode. Yeah. And I feel like it is a good episode. It is a good episode. Good job, Nimbus. Well, before we episodes. do that, I, I, I want to go uh, hit the stall real quick. Okay, go. <laughs> uh, are there any questions that are specifically for me, Harrison? Uh, Probably not. I guess I'll go into our Twitch chat. Okay. Oh, wait, I got one for you. Okay. Righteous Earth asks, does the cow have a name? This cow? It's a coo. It's a Helan coup. I haven't named him. No. Does anyone want to name him? He's just my little coup. Uh, but I got him in, I said it earlier, Scotland, where apparently Highland cows are, I thought he, I thought it was a yak, actually, for the first week of having it. And I was like, oh, it's my yak. And then someone was like, it's actually a Highland cow. So it's a really furry cow. You can't pull pictures of stuff up on the screen. Yeah, I can. Yeah, pull up a picture of a Highland cow. So in Scotland, I think this is like the animal of the Scottish and they're really famous and popular there. And I love Scotland. So I got this at the beginning of a European tour and he slept with me in my bunk every single day. There we go. Uh, I don't see it on here. On this screen? It's on that screen, yeah. Oh, you can't pull it up in the actual other oh, way. No, no, yeah. See, that's a Highland cow. Oh, look, there's mine right in the center. <laughs> He's on Amazon. Yakety yak. Yakety yak. Don't call back. Or is it talk back? I don't know. All right. Uh, that's a lot about my Highland cow. 
Uh, <coughs> Saf the Imp asks, will the Carol the Bells cover ever make it to Spotify? How about a whole Xmas cover EP? Uh, there's definitely never going to be a whole Christmas cover EP. We all know that. Um, I don't think that the Christmas cover will ever be on Spotify, to be honest with you. We talk about it every so often, but I don't, we don't really want a Carol of the Bells cover to be like at the top of our Spotify. I know, we're, we're worried it would have way more plays than yeah. all the rest of our songs. We take and it. And then that would be like what the band is. See, the thing with the Carol of the Bells cover, I, we did it because the podcast, speaking of comedy podcasts, uh, Tom Segura and Christina P, they're comedians. Uh, and they have a podcast called Your Mom's House. And they asked us to make it for this live show that they do on Your Mom's House every year. Or every so often. I think they do a couple of years. Or a couple per year. So they asked us to make that. And without Christina asking me to make the video, I never ever could have been coerced or talked into making a Carol of the Bells cover. It's just not my thing. Usually if people ask me to do covers like that, I turn them down. Uh, it's just not my thing. So we don't want, it's not, it, it's kind of just, it's a for fun thing. It's not like to be grouped in with the rest of our music. Yeah. You know, it's funny that we're thing. saying it's not our thing because it's like kind of our thing. <coughs> <laughs> a lot of people ask us about it. We're never going like, to play it, it live. It, it turned out cool. Like I didn't know, like Cheney said, we did it because we were asked to do it. Yes. But honestly, after we did it, I'm like, this is pretty sick. I, I'm not, I don't feel compromised by putting it I don't it either. There. I, I feel don't like either. it was fucking cool. I don't feel compromised by it, but I don't like, I don't want to stamp the Entheos name on it. I don't want it to be like an I official agree. release of Entheos. It's not, I think not well, for that. Like in five years, do we want people to, to roll up to our Spotify and it's like, oh, Carol of the Bells. Yeah, that's no. What, that's not really what we want to be known for. Yeah. Yeah, not our thing. So yeah. the answer is no. I'm sorry. But we've talked about doing some other covers. Yeah, we've talked about doing... those are more like just Cheney and me, and they're not really like Entheos per se. Yeah. I mean, I'm go- I'm actually going to start posting some more covers to my uh, YouTube channel probably. You yeah. know, I want to do a Marissa Nadler cover. I talk about her all the time. She's one of my favorite singers in the world. Uh, I've done a Chelsea Wolf cover. I've done... We've done Dying Fetus together. I've done a Cannibal Corpse cover. So I mean, it's more well, stuff hey, like we that. We did the Chelsea Wolf cover too, by the way. Oh, yeah. We did the Chelsea Wolf cover. Yeah. Why, why am I getting cut out of that one? Sorry. <laughs> it's because today today I posted a video of just me doing it on threads. <laughs> I don't know if anyone remembers threads, but it's still there. Still kicking. You know why I know? Because they interject it into your Instagram feed. Like every 10 posts, there'll oh, yeah. be like a thread. Yes. And I'm like, oh, and I... They're really I trying to make it happen. Sometimes I want to click on it, but I'm like, oh, it's going to take me over to threads. I'm not clicking on it. Yeah, they're really <laughs> trying to make it happen. Or I'll click on it, and then it'll start opening the app, and then I'll just like close it real quick. <laughs> uh, right. Justin McKinney asks if that Copper Crab intro is ever going up on Spotify. We have to put that on We should on do that under yeah. Copper Crab. Yeah. yeah. We could do that. We could do it as like yeah. a Naveen Copperwise. No, it should be Copper Crab podcast. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Just put it on there. Sure. We should definitely do that. <laughs> I have the full version. I mean, it's a... It's just a great song. Yeah, that's good. That was a joke. <laughs> uh, uh, we've told the story a million times, so I'm going to tell it again. I, I Am the Void, the Entheos song, is one of the Copper Crab podcast songs. Yeah. And we started that. We, Chain and I were like, ooh, let's start like a industrial side project. 
And there, that was one of the songs. Right. That's true. I should find that version. Oh, yeah. All right. Any other questions? Uh, yeah, we got a bunch. Uh, Death Gazer asks, would you say your approach to songwriting has evolved over the years? If so, how? Hmm. Is that I, to both of us? or uh, Specifically to Naveen. But All right, I'm Naveen opening it to either one of you. Oh, yes. Um, I would say it is evolving a lot. Of course. And I think it's evolving in a way where I want to sort of get to the point a little bit more. You know, maybe I'm sort of embracing, in my own way, the less is more concept. So, you know, I don't need to run through 10 million riffs to get my idea across. Actually, Chaney and I were just talking about this the other day. It's kind of like vocabulary. You you want to say what you want mean to say with the most effective words but you want to you want to write it so that like people who aren't deeply in tune to vocabulary understand what you're saying exactly so that the the random person on the street whether they're super educated or super you know so so they can figure it out so i think that that for both of us is a goal in our songwriting and it will become more and more evident as we release songs this year that we each want to be more concise in our songwriting and exactly well, that's so what it's like from that's that is what we are constantly working toward like doing crazy you know we've both done the thing we do you know the crazy drum vocal gymnastics like all of that shit we've done it all we we've i think we've we've been through the super technical thing but now more than ever in our lives we're both very concerned with songwriting writing a good song and, writing, we, ha- and we have that technical gymnastics in our toolkit if yeah. you want to boom bust of it out real quick that's what you that's what that's i think what is important to do as an artist you you want to learn all of for me personally any vocal technique that comes along i'm learning it all yeah. that doesn't mean that i'm putting it all into every single song i don't even i don't sing in every single song i just bust out those things it's all a color in your in your paint palette I just bust out those things when they are appropriate to do and when I feel like they fit the song well. That is what I'm most concerned in doing is writing a good song. All the, you know, uh, lyrically, that's what I care about as well. I care about getting my point across in a way that people can understand because I've done the vague thing. And the vague thing is really cool, but it's also cool to just get to get to the point. Say what you mean. So that has been our goal. That was our goal when we wrote our EP last year. Even, you know, on Time Will Take Us All, we started getting into that. But I think now more than ever, uh, that is, that's what we care about. So always, I, you have to, like your songwriting has to evolve. Otherwise, why? Otherwise, you've said everything you can say. Yeah. Just songwriting will evolve naturally over time. You know, you get older, you have more life experience, you're exposed to more things, you get, you become interested in different aspects of musicality. It's that's that's what happens naturally if you write music for long enough. If you're involved in an art for long enough, your stuff just becomes, you know, better, more polished. And over you ta- time, you take on new goals that you want to achieve, right? Yeah. It might not just be when I was younger. Obviously, I'm just like I'm gonna make the create. I want to out crazy everybody. Yeah, and I, it's not like I don't want to do that now. I still put stuff in there that's real crazy, but then I'm like, how can I do it in a way where it fits in? 
Yeah. To something bigger. Yeah. The things that I care about now are like, how can we make this sound the best live? Like, what can we do live to make this sick better? Like, I'm I'm trying to expand on all of those things rather than like, let's make the craziest, yeah. most, you know, out there shit with all. I care about everything being like cool and looking good and sounding good and being understood by people. Yeah. Oh, a wise man once told me, if you paint with too many colors, you get gray. Damn. You know who said that? Evan Brewer? Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I knew he said that. Evan is, wow, I don't guess. know how I guessed that, but Evan, like, there are so many just things that Evan has said over the years that I just, I'll, they'll come back to me. A lot of musicality things in my life are, they come from Evan. Dude, he's always been about the too many cooks in the kitchen thing. Like, he, like every, Evan is one of the craziest, best songwriters I know, but sometimes he just like takes the back seat and lets other people write the yeah. song because he knows that, dude, sometimes there are too many cooks in the kitchen and it just makes shit hard to understand. It doesn't, yeah. it comes out gray. Yeah, he's said a lot of, uh, Evanism. Wise music um, advice to me. Yeah, for sure. Totally. All right, what's another one? Uh, Willis Stone asked, uh, "What are Cheney and Devine's New Year's resolutions?" I, don't uh, I have a couple. I have a couple. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I want to a. This is the more obvious one. I want to be more organized. <clears throat> so I've been. I got a jump start on that. I went through all of my shit in my studio. And put it in bins and labeled the bins. And it's, what was funny is I still couldn't find this cable. It's <laughs> <laughs> looking all over for it. But uh, that's one of them. And then another one is to not be so serious. Yeah. I know oh, people nice. probably don't think of me as a serious guy, but I'm like too serious. I didn't think you were being serious at all earlier when you were talking about all of your qualms with the music industry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't no, seem serious. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I <laughs> want to be less serious. I want to just be like, hey, whatever. doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, my goals are That's always goal. just to be happier and healthier than the day before. Just rock harder. There it is. You know, keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Do better. Just always trying to do better. Uh, actually, I... <laughs> I started making a list of like funny things that you say like mm -hmm. a long time ago. Of and me? I only wrote a couple down. Yeah. And, uh, can I say what one of them was? Yeah, I had no idea you were doing this. Uh, one of them was, no, it was like probably five, between five and 10 years ago. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to start writing down funny shit that Cheney says. And one of them was, my goal is to be higher and hotter every single day. Yeah, that's <laughs> totally true. That's so true. And I'm, I've been keeping it going for five to ten years. So just fucking wait. That's a chain right Ten more years. You don't yeah. even know what you're going to get. Yeah. All right. Any more questions, Harry? Cat yeah. uh, Dog Salad asks, uh, favorite jazz artists? Mine is very uh, hipster. What is it? I listen to them a lot. I listen to JD Beck and Domi oh. all the time, constantly. I was listening to them today, taking a shower. Yeah. So... 100%. I like like the wave of uh, jazzy R and B like hipster shit. That's so it's like verging on jazz, but not. Is it yeah, jazz? Yeah, yeah. We don't is know. It, is it jazz? We it's coffee. Maybe hipster coffee shop. Yeah, it's like hipster. It's like shit you'll hear at Inglewood Lounge in Nashville. Yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent. 
I'm obviously going Alan Holdsworth. Duh. Oh, dude, the other day we it's pulled up boy. this crazy Alan Holdsworth video that was five and a half hours long. Oh, yeah. About I, I it's a man that. who yeah. transcribed literally every Alan Holdsworth solo ever to try and like. Yeah, Justin might actually be interested in figure this. Figure out his. Uh, Justin has probably seen it. Yeah. Uh, he like is formulating all of his patterns and all of the crazy. Look, uh, he's already like, I've seen it. <laughs> Look. Did he say that? I don't see that. I think they're talking about alpha mist. They're oh, talking the, about an artist. Oh, yeah. This is why I close Boomer the energy. Usually, this is why I usually close it during the podcast. But all right, is there another question? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, he made a book too, so he knows who it is. Oh, I'm trying to get that book. Are you kidding me? Sick. Can you link it? I'll never read it, but Naveen will. All right. Uh, Jake Scrappile asks if you had to only celebrate one holiday for the rest of your life, birthdays included, what holiday and why? My birthday. <laughs> you know why? Because on my birthday, I don't like, there's no, I'm not a celebration type person. I just get a massage, get Italian food. I like eat the bombest, most yeah. beautiful Cheney things all day. Yeah, Cheney, you haven't really had like a birthday party with I don't other really, people. I don't really enjoy birthday parties that much. I just have like, we ever done that? I just you? like peace well, and quiet. I think, I think for your birthday, we've done like my family. I like peace and quiet on my birthday. It's my my, you know, people I'm are just celebrating me so much that I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But for real, I I enjoy. You know, we all know I'm a stoner. I like smoking a lot of weed on my birthday. Getting a good meal, maybe going for a walk, seeing some nature, getting some clothes. That would be. Getting a cocktail. Interesting yeah, interesting day. And a massage. Just anything that's like bougie, like treating myself. Do, do you, did you guys have spare the air day? I've never heard of that okay, in my life. California thing. Sounds yeah, okay. Californian. Yeah, yeah. All right, never mind. I was going to make a joke like that's my favorite day, but. Oh, what's your favorite holiday? Earth Day. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> My favorite uh, holiday is yeah, any day I get to spend with the Golden Lobsters. I don't know. I guess. Golden Lobster Day. We should we should make an unofficial Golden Lobster Day. Well, you said we were having a big get together. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're planning on yeah, it. We're, we're talking it. about it. But honestly, we're getting married this year. So we kind of have to plan for that first. And every Golden Lobster is invited, <laughs> actually, by the way. <laughs> and that's actually the first Golden Lobster get together is <laughs> at our wedding. <laughs> no, we want to do the Golden Lobster meetup. And get a big. I would Airbnb. like to do it, yeah, at the end of this year, at the beginning of next year. But first, we got to get that wedding out of the way. Yeah, we got to knock that thing. Yeah, out. We've been engaged for five out. years, by the way. A long time. Yeah, <laughs> probably too long, according to my mom and grandmother. So, yeah. my grandma too. <laughs> yeah. What's the next question? Oh, Naveen has an answer. Um. Oh God, I don't want to say my birthday, but. <clears throat> but obviously, Naveen Naveen loves his birthday more than I love my own. It's just a birthday. great. Okay, if it wasn't my birthday, just that day of the year is a great day. You're quite the opposite. You're quite the opposite as far as birthdays go. You love a huge celebration where everyone's like, Naveen, Naveen. It's Naveen. Mm, okay, I, I, a I like to have a big celebration, but that's just because I like to see people happy and having fun. Oh, yeah. And at my, my birthday. Most, most importantly, when you look in the mirror, you like to see that guy happy and having fun. <laughs> That's not true. At my birthday, I'm usually the one doing a lot of work. I'm like, can I get anything you guys good? I'm like the guy manning the grill. Like I'm, I'm. That's any party, any party we were to have, he would do that because that's yeah, exactly. called being controlling Naveen. That's not called being the guy having <laughs> okay, fun. 
Different ways of looking at it. <laughs> different ways of looking at it. I love I you. Like your birthday. Your birthday like is my control. favorite day of the year too. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Spencer from uh, Archfire have the same birthday. Wow. Which actually bugged me before I knew him. <laughs> yeah, I was not down. Whoa, birthday jealousy. No, I'm like, you don't deserve that day. That's a great day. That's my day. But now we know he really deserves it because yeah. he's a great guy. Yeah, I know. I know. I actually, anyway. Was, I think every yeah. episode we talk about how much how much we miss Arch Spire. We do miss him. We're man. always like, Aww. We spent like so much time I was time looking together. at a few pictures of us together like when we partied that night in Poland. Yeah the other day and i was like oh i miss those guys oh we got somebody in the chat from poland by the way represent i I wonder if they were uh at At the party or at the party all right next question i i keep being like snip snap chain is keeping this train moving keep this train moving Uh, next up is from elemental metal uh at the worcester show you made hints of coming back this summer do you have any dates already scheduled we do have dates scheduled we can't announce them but we we have dates scheduled yeah we are scheduled don't tell back. anyone. That's all we can say. We've got actually a lot of, so we've got a couple of things coming up this year and the most immediate one, we're going to a ton of places that we like have never been before. I believe I saw Montana on there. Like there's some crazy like stuff that we've never done before. So that'll be fun. And yeah. then over the summer we've got something else going on. So yes, there will be a lot of news. Thanks. You guys are going to be hearing Thanks. about us a lot this year. Um, well, very similar question. Uh, Saf the Imp asks if Europe is on that list anywhere. It needs to be. It will be on it. It needs to be. It will be. All right. Uh, next question. It will be. I, I never know where my accent's what country I'm targeting. It's like... Um, we don't know what's happening. We don't know what's happening. It's just an accent. All right. Uh, another question from Jake Scrappile. Uh, what are your top releases of the year? Of last year, my favorite record that came out last year is Boy Genius, the album. That's definitely what I've listened to the most. But as far as metal is concerned, the new Suffocation rules, the new Cannibal Corpse rules, the new Dying Fetus. Those are probably my top three. Yeah, I'd probably throw, uh, I would second that. <clears throat> Maybe the new Peeling Flesh. I think it goes Yeah, hard. that Peeling Flesh rules. Also, most experimental metal hard. type <laughs> album of the year. I really liked that Big Chocolate album. I've only yeah. heard it two times all the way through, but it's really goddamn good. Uh, yep, the new uh, Big Chocolate is really good. Uh, or no, no, sorry. It's Disfiguring, oh, it's disfiguring the Goddess. The goddess. Sorry, chocolate. fuck. It's weird because it sounds kind of like a Big Chocolate record. This question is always hard for me because I listen to a lot of new music but i don't actually like look at when it came out you know what i mean i also i don't know if it was last year or the year before i'm always the type of person i get into records like a year or two after they come out and especially last year because the whole middle of the year we were writing music so while we were writing music i wasn't listening to anything except for like the when those chelsea wolf songs came out which i can't wait for that album those are my favorite songs that came out last year the chelsea wolf ones and uh Naveen's got a record coming out in uh, like a month. The new job for a cowboy. Oh, it's mine? Well, you're on it. True. True that. You played something on it. I can't remember what. I'm also throwing Scrap Pile's new album on my list. Yeah, yeah, I need to jam that at the gym. Yeah, I jammed it. I think it's sick. Scrap Pile rules. All right. uh, Next question. Mizzle Pizzle asks, what's the craziest Buzz McGrath story uh, from your tour? 
I don't know that I have any crazy bad stories. I don't know. He wasn't being very he wasn't crazy. Being very he's, crazy. A, he's a good guy. I, he's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. I have some pictures that Buzz like found my phone one day and took pictures of himself on it. Oh, that's funny. Bust those out real quick. But honestly, it was just a really fun tour. Like we've, we talked about it a little bit, but dude, I, some tours are super serious and you got to be on time and it's very business. And that tour reminded me of being in high school and, or of being, you know, a, a starting out touring person, just hanging out with my friends yeah, and, it was, and doing a tour. It was a good old school vibe. Everybody, like I was talking about earlier, everybody really knew uh, just how to make things run smooth. And it was just, yeah, it was great. Nope. It wasn't uh, an really? anxiety filled tour and everyone was homies, which yeah, also homie. doesn't happen on every tour. You don't always make friends with everyone you're on tour with. It was massively homie-ified. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Me too. Uh, <coughs> the berries are fresh again. Asks, what, is your, what is a piece of gear in your setup that you see as important to your music? And are there any pieces you're after? That's got to be for you. Uh, I would honestly, this is the kick pedal is like the most important thing. The kick pedal and the trigger. Because without that, it's like I can't do the, the songs. How do you feel about people who say that who are still against triggers in the year 2024? Uh, I think they're delusional. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm sorry, but for most metal bands, if you aren't using a trigger, if your band is super heavy and you don't have triggers... Depending on the band. Don't quote me on this. Don't say, oh, she said that. It's really rare. It's they don't hard to them. hear your fucking kick drum. Yeah. It's hard to hear it. It doesn't cut through. It's not, you're not, your band is not as heavy as it could be. We've done Sand, the acoustic dude. kick yeah, drum thing done. and it Tried sucked. It, it yeah. sucked. All right. Our mixes do not sound as good yeah. because we are a heavy metal band. So if you're against triggers in this day and age, you kind of don't, don't like metal. And you also don't listen to that much. You're not paying attention live. And you probably don't realize that the bands that are using triggers are using them most of the time. Because yeah, so many bands on use On top them. of that, they're on the album, it's definitely, there's trigger happening. I mean, dude. Like, dude. 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 Come on. Dude. So. The fuck out of here with that. And then, what was I, it, the do, I totally the agree. We've after? got Sick yeah. Drummer in here. Is that, is that, who is posting under Sick Drummer? Is it Ian? But uh, anyway, so that's totally true. You can, it exposes weaknesses because yeah, you know. can, triggers are very prominent in a mix. So sometimes they misfire, of course. But dude, if someone's feet sound like popcorn feet, it's going to be really fucking obvious when they're playing with triggers. Yep. Uh, hey, and happy gear new year. that I'm after is basically just like camping gear right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Me and Harrison are going camping, though, by the way. We're going to do it. It's going to be har- harsh, dude. Yeah. There's no way I'm going on this camping trip. Yesterday, I saw Naveen. Have, he was, like, watching videos of a man building a tent in a, on a paracord <laughs> in the middle of the fucking outback with bugs. I'm, hey, you got to have no those way. hobbies, man. I will Just be at alive. home in my warmth. My hobby is going to be petting Gizmo that night. Today would have been a good day to do it because it's it's like not too cold. It's it's cold. Okay, it's Death Gazer has a good point. My problem isn't so much triggers. It's more like extreme quantization, gritting, and sample yeah, replacement. I, I drums agree other with than that. The 100%. Dude, right. we all agree with that. The unfortunate part of this is that most metal drummers are doing that. Like that is how most metal recordings sound. Unfortunately, yeah. I totally agree though. It's like the over quantization. Listen to the new Entheos EP. Very yeah. not gridded. Yeah. It's got the swag. 
ain't grit. We ain't gritting. Uh, it I'm depends excited on the to... engineer for sure. Like Mark, oh, yeah. Mark Lewis and Jason Sukoff, those guys like know how to keep the feel in there. That's and true. And not just like mechanically go through and fucking cut everything. I'm excited you know, for point. people to hear our new, uh, the stuff we're putting out this year because I think that the drum mix is <sighs> the best we've ever had. Like it's crazy. So I good. Killed it. So good. I New Suffolk album, not great. We, I need to jam that. The new Suffolk rules. To jam it that. rules. It's so good. Ricky's voice sounds amazing. Yeah, I, lo- I, I love the new lineup. Straight up. Yeah. They Dude, ro- I, wait, they Chaney rule. and I went and saw them in Kentucky. We got a little buzzed. I got way <laughs> we beyond got, buzzed. We got a little drunk. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, we got... Also, Terrence came out to the show yeah. in, uh, in New York. It was great to Epic. see him. Dude, Epic. we should get Terrence fucking Hobbs fucking on the podcast. Epo. Are you kidding me? We have to. We gotta get Terrence on the podcast. Epic. He's... One of the nicest guys in metal, period. I saw that he just story. commented. He was like, Happy New Year. Dude, that oh, guy rules. Yeah. That guy rules. And Suffocation, obviously, one of the best fucking death metal bands of all time. And, and also... Say, I would say, as far as the old school bands go, best one. Best one. Like, just fucking crushing it. Well, dude. and Fetus. And Fetus. And Cannibal. But Suffo predates all That's all true. They're legit They don't predate Cannibal. Oh, Fetus. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh... And what was I going to say? Okay, yeah. So we partied at that suffocation show. It was Surreption, Suffocation, and Atheist. And I guess it's before we knew you. I think it was like the contrarian before, or maybe a week after I started with you guys or something. Oh, really? We talked about it on the, one of the first podcasts. Yeah, yeah. We talked about it. Well, I got so. Um, I drank a, a good amount of alcohol that night, and I left. I literally bought $250 worth of Suffo merch. And left it all on the fucking oh my bus. God, dude. It's all on their bus, and it. Probably I like that you told Terrence that at the show. And <laughs> I know, and he was like, oh. he was like, oh, what? maybe he'll hook you up, dude, reimburse <laughs> you. But uh, yeah, I got. Hey, man, I, was I like having. I have a bunch a of nice videos drink. on my phone of me in the pit. Oh, dude, oh, yeah. Jake, Mosh I it. agree. Bridget from Stabbing did. Uh, I think Ricky was sick or something, and Bridget got on stage and played with Suffo, and dude, that was fucking. Epic. Damn. So epic. Bridget is such Hard. a sick vocalist. Horde. Right. Do we have any more questions? Uh, yeah, last question uh, from Pirate's Leaf. Uh, can you explain what entheos means and why you picked it as a name for the band? Yeah, entheos is the root word for enthusiasm. In Greek, it means the God within, full yeah. of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not a Christian band. It's not about the one Christian God. I know. I know that breaks Harrison's heart. But... Uh, <laughs> But uh, it's that's why we chose it because it Frank Costa. We were looking through books. We were like, "What are we going to name this band?" When and he shot it out there, it was like, "Yeah, that's it." Yeah, it was that. That was it. Yeah. We wanted one word. We were like, "Let's try to get a one word band name," and uh, it just like everything that we felt at that time was what the name stood for that and we are still all about that you know it's like a philosophical name that means basically to us that you create your own reality and that fits the band really it it fits the band do you remember what i wanted to call the band i think i think so darknet (laughs) (laughs) i hate that name well i hate that name for us i think it's probably a bad thing that we didn't choose it just doesn't fit our band no it doesn't Entheos fits our band. It's like, you know, it makes you think. When we were thinking of band names, though, we we couldn't stop firing out just jokes. Remember that? It was just only jokes for like hours. Only jokes. 
But that was what was so cool about starting our band when it was us and Frank and we were up at Frank's apartment. Yeah, it was it just was really fun, fun to like shoot the shit. It felt like we were starting a band with our buds and not every band is like that in the internet age. You know, sometimes you just start a band with people over the internet who you don't really know, but it was just fucking awesome. It felt like being in a high school band again. Yeah. Of course the band has changed over time and you know, different it's become something much different now, nine years in than it was then. Uh, in a really good way, but we still love all of those people and we still love every, every, you know, I was saying this the other day, like, what was I calling them? Like there are parts of life you go into. They're like eras. Everyone has an air has different eras in their life, you know, in one era you do this and you evolve and change throughout the years. And that's how our band has been. We have different eras of the band and we've stayed in this, you know, we're in the Naveen and Cheney era and we keep evolving through that so that's what it's all about man it's all about the story i think with every great story there it must come to an end an end to everything if you will yeah i think we should end it there uh i've had a lot of fun on this one me too and we're gonna go over to the post show show i think we should listen to that new suffocation fuck yeah Fuck yeah, let's listen to that new suffo. Stuff. Hey, Harrison, there were a few uh, other questions in the chat, too. Could you go back and grab those just so we have them for next week? Yeah, okay. Yeah, and if we didn't answer your question this week, we will do it next week. We will do it next week. Uh, As usual, great hanging out with all of you guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Uh, Yeah. Next week, we're going to have a guest. We're going to have a guest next week. We're going to bring someone else up in here. That's right. We're going to get a third party. Yeah. All right, you guys. Much we will love. see you next week. Have a great more in the week, post you guys. show. We love you guys. Peace. Peace out.